Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Filato, joined, as always, by Chris Flum. And today we're going to talk about, arguably, Chris, the Giants' strongest position group, and that is the interior defensive line. Look, the Giants have a top five interior defensive lineman. I think you can realistically argue top two right now in Dexter Lawrence and let's not forget Leonard Williams is still a stud when he's out there and healthy and that's not even going over all of the bodies the Giants added at this position group we know they needed to add depth and the Giants certainly took that seriously but before we get into that Chris how you doing I'm doing pretty well yeah it's we are officially in the dog days of summer so what better time to talk about the defensive line, talk about something, like you said, probably the Giants' best position group. Honestly, if you look around the NFL, what teams rival the New York Giants in terms of strength at the top of their interior defensive line? Right now, I don't know if there's a team that rivals it with the depth after the Giants added Nacho and Sean Robinson, two guys who could be starting around the National Football League. The only teams that really come to my mind Maybe you could argue the Eagles. I would say that their guys are pretty young, but Washington with Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, maybe San Francisco with Hargrave and Eric Armstead, but I don't think it's a ridiculous statement to say the New York Giants have the best one-two combo at interior defensive line with Sexy Dexy and Leo. Yeah, they're definitely at the top of the league. I think once you get to that kind of rarefied air in really any any discipline at any position group, just wherever you really are splitting hairs between the top guys, the top groups, the top, whatever. And it really does come down to what matchups you face and how they're employed, how they're coached. Yeah. I think the Eagles and the Washington football team, I'm sorry, commanders is just a dumb name that whenever the new ownership group takes over, just go back to being football team, please. Yeah, they are both very strong. San Francisco is very strong. Dallas could wind up being very strong as well, depending on what happened, you know, how Mozzie Smith develops. But yeah, the Giants are definitely in that conversation. And I don't think it is a stretch to say that they very well could have the best one two, the best interior defensive line group in the NFL. According to Pro Football Focus's Gordon McGinnis, earlier this offseason, back at the end of May, he came out with Pro Football Focus's top 32 interior defensive linemen ahead of the 2023 NFL season. Dexter Lawrence ranked third behind Chris Jones of the Chiefs and Aaron Donald of the Rams. And then Leonard Williams ranked 12th, and he was ahead of Javon Hargrave, Vita Vea, Eric Armstead, 
Dalvin Tomlinson, Calais Campbell, Jerome Payne, Jordan Davis, and all of these other really interesting interior defensive linemen. And the Giants actually had the top two, according to that list. And I think that is pretty accurate when you look around the league. But Chris, let's go over the entire interior defensive line group. We know last year the Giants played Dexter Lawrence an obscene amount of snaps. And Andre Patterson, Wink Martindale, they have mentioned in various interviews this offseason that they would like to take a little bit off of his shoulders and not have him out there as much, which is still insane because the guy was making plays to end games consistently, despite the fact that he played like 55 snaps in those games. Played a total of 655 snaps. I believe he played the fourth most of interior defensive linemen. The guy is 342 pounds. He is a really unique football player, a pass rusher, a run stopper. And then you add Leonard Williams into the equation, but he was dealing with that next stinger all last season. But the upgrade that the Giants made with Ashawn Robinson and Nacho over the Henry Mondus and the Ryder Andersons of the world, and even the Nick Williams, who I thought was actually a pretty good football player, but he tore his peck against Seattle right before the bye week. I think this upgrade is going to significantly help the Giants run defense. Even though the Giants struggled, on the edge with the power gap to the outside off tackle type of runs. I still don't know when you have a three headed interior defensive line room of Dexter Lawrence at one Leonard Williams as a four eye, and then a Robinson as a four eye or a four technique, how well the tackles are going to be able to block down on those power gap concepts. It's going to allow that edge to keep that, that, rushing lane that much more narrow and now we just need those linebackers to fit and fill with Bobby Okereke there it should be an easier task what are your opinions of these upgrades specifically with Raheem Nunez Rochez and Ashawn Robinson yeah I think those two guys are well <laughs> no pun intended huge for the Giants defense like you said it was the the Giants run defense was as good as Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence are. Yeah. The Giants run defense was a weakness last year. We saw it against Washington, against Philadelphia, against really any team that could effectively run the football. The Giants couldn't do much to stop them. And that really allowed those opposing defense, opposing offenses, excuse me, to stay on schedule and grind down the Giants defense and, really limit what Wink Martindale could do with the secondary and his blitz schemes. Cause like we saw the last quarter of the season or so the Giants switched to a lot more of a zone based coverage scheme, at least compared to what they did for the first three quarters of the season. And that very well could have been in response to the run offenses they were facing and trying to free up bodies to come downhill and run support. And all and Andre Patterson has brought this up too. the entire defense. It's collective, right? I think a reporter, I don't remember who it was, asked him about the upgrades at the interior defensive line and what that means for his run defense. He's like, look, run defense is all 11. It's not just the interior defensive line. And he is right because there were times when the interior defensive line couldn't do all that much. It's the linebackers who needed to be in place. And if you remember the linebacker position, we'll go over this probably next week, Chris. Giants had a rotating door there with Austin Calitro, with Tay Crowder. They bring in, uh, they bring in Jared Davis at the end of the season. They bring in Smith as well, Jalen Smith. It was not a great situation, but having those two guys to keep this unit fresh, Ashawn Robinson and Raheem Nunez Rochez, that's just going to allow Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams to play to another level. So I think it's safe to say, Chris, if we're looking 
at the Giants interior defensive line room, you have your four guys there, right? There's going to be a fit that's going to make the roster possibly a sixth, but there is a lot of depth behind these four that you can look at and make an argument for and be like, you know what? I want this player on the team, but I don't know if he's going to make the roster, and I don't know if the Giants are going to be able to slip him through the practice squad. So out of the players, Ryder Anderson, DJ Davidson, Jordan Riley, who the Giants drafted this past year, Vernon Butler, who was on the roster at the latter parts of the season last year, and then Kobe Smith, who the Giants just signed after minicamp. Who of those five players interest you? Yeah, I think the two young guys, DJ Davidson and Jordan Riley, they have to get considered just because they were draft picks for this team, for this new, well, not new anymore, front office and coaching staff. So they obviously intrigued Wink Martindale, the Giants coaches. They're there for a reason. Yeah, they are young. They can be cost controlled and with the team for three, four more years, depending on which one or both, if they both stick. Yeah. Ryder Anderson is interesting to me because he has a different body type than pretty much anyone except for Leonard Williams on this defensive line. I think we can get to this in a little bit, but one of the things that really does stand out to me about the Giants defensive line is how big it is. You know, you, you cast Dexter Lawrence as the one technique, the nose tackle, but they also do have a Sean Robinson who's 330 pounds. Yeah. They've got uh, DJ Davidson. He's 327. Uh, let me see. I believe Jordan Riley is right around 330 pounds or so as well. So like they've got a lot of really big dudes on this defensive front uh, Vernon Butler, 325. So it is, it is really remarkable to me how many big guys they have and whether, and I think it could come down to whether or not they want more depth in big guys, in guys who can control the offensive front and basically pave the way for the linebackers to come downhill or the blitzers to come downhill, or if they want a little bit more depth with their athletic guys, guys who can get skinny and shoot gaps. That I think is going to be kind of the, one of the big questions going forward with this defensive line. We know Andre Patterson recently brought up how Ryder Anderson put on like five to 10 pounds. Cause this is somebody who showed up at his pro day, six, six, 34 plus inch arms, almost 11 inch hands, 276 pounds. And now I think he is North of 280, maybe pushing 290. If I'm not mistaken, somebody can go back and look at Andre Patterson's quote about it, but he's beefed up. And this is somebody who can play five technique for you in that sub package if you want to spell Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. And I look at a player like Jordan Riley, who I think could be a good backup nose tackle to, to back up Nacho and Dexter Lawrence and also use it in different type types of packages. Just because Jordan Riley, to me, might be the best run defender of this group of depth guys that we're talking about. I know he hasn't had one NFL snap yet, but if you go back and you watch his film in college, if you go back and you watch his film at Nebraska and at Oregon, you see somebody who is a mountain of a man who is rarely pushed off the spot. He really anchors down well, and he can eat those double teams to allow these linebackers to flow and scrape and make plays. So Jordan Riley is, is a player that certainly interests me. And I look at 
the training camp battle that we're going to be covering here in about a month, Chris. I'm excited about it because you're going to have Ryder Anderson going up against Kobe Smith, which we really don't know that much about. We know that they're similar types of body. Ryder Anderson is a lot taller and longer than Kobe Smith, but they're at least in the same weight range. Whereas DJ Davidson who's a little bit lighter than Jordan Riley. I believe Riley, his weight fluctuates, but I believe he's in the three thirties right now, if I'm not mistaken, but those guys also might be in a competition and we're not even sure if Davidson is, is healthy enough to compete. I'm not hundred percent sure of that on that. And then you have Vernon Butler thrown into the mix as well. I just think this is one of those, and there's plenty of them, but one of the fascinating battles that we get to watch heading into training camp. It really is. The giants are going to find themselves in the position of having to cut good players on their defensive line. They're <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? It's about time. Yes. And yeah, they might try to sneak some of these guys that are, you know, like a DJ Davidson or Jordan Riley, just because they don't really have any NFL snaps to their credit. They're not even close to vested veterans yet. They might be trying to sneak those guys through to the practice squad. Yeah. The one thing that does kind of stand out to me as well, and you bring this, bring this up perfectly with Ryder Anderson is what about the other guys, the edges we talked about last show with Jihad Ward, Ellerson Smith, Timon Fox, uh, Haba Baldonado. You know, those guys have the body type where they can put their hand in the ground. You know, Jihad Ward, he is built like a defensive lineman. He is a, a classic base defensive end. Like, he should be a 4-3 defensive end. And Ryder Anderson has a very similar body type to Jihad Ward. And Ellerson Smith as well, if those guys are all right around the 280 mike 280 mark i know ward is north of that probably closer to 295 but could the giants potentially look at a rider anderson as depth for jihad ward you know just to back him up keep the same general skill set available if something happens to ward or if he needs a breather for whatever reason so the the numbers game and the calculus that's going to go into this defensive front is going to be, it's going to be hard to anticipate. I think just because of the breadth of skill sets and the depth of talent. I really like this conversation, but before we continue it, I'm going to take a quick break here. Award from our sponsors. All right, Chris, let's dive right back into this conversation. You were discussing how Ryder Anderson could potentially be a direct backup to Jihad Ward just because they have similar size, similar length. We didn't really see too much of that last year from Ryder Anderson. This is somebody who people are like, yeah, he's like an edge, but he's more like an interior defensive lineman coming out of Indiana. I believe he was at Ole Miss before that. And I was like, oh, okay. But we really only saw him, to, to my memory at least, inside of the tackle box. So I think there's going to be a lot of training from the outside linebackers coach, from guys like Drew Wilkins, to possibly get this guy sped up on playing edge in the backup reserve defense if he makes this team. I want to get your opinions on that, but I also want to bring up one other thing so we can bounce this off of each other. Last year, heading into week one, the Giants only had five interior defensive linemen on the roster. It doesn't mean they won't carry six now, but I think it's important to note. Now the Giants have a lot more talent right now because Justin Ellis and DJ Davidson and Nick Williams were the three behind Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. 
But if there's only five spots, holy crap, is, is it going to be really hot in that room, in that interior defensive line room? Because there's going to be a lot of people sweating and really working their ass off to make this team. Yeah, I, I think if Ryder Anderson is, and also potentially Kobe Smith, if they are able to cross train and potentially be edges and kind of have that tweener role, you know, the more you can do, the more you can do. And that's just that much better for their own chances of making the team. Then I think we see basically a three-way battle between Davidson, Riley, and Vernon Butler for that last role. And man, that is going to be one hell of a battle because they're all similar. They're all big, powerful nose tackles, basically. But they each have different flavors of it. You know, I would say Davidson, he might be the most well-rounded of the three. Jordan Riley, that dude is just a hydraulic press of a nose. He w- he might not get there fast, but good luck stopping him once he starts going forward. And then Vernon Butler is the savvy vet. I believe he's been in the NFL for, what, seven seasons now, going on eight, or maybe it's six going on seven. But having a another veteran for the locker room, a guy who's been there and done that before, that really does have a, a quality all of its own, especially going against two young guys who have never taken a, a real snap in the NFL. We know that Joe Shane and Joe Shane isn't going to be the only person making this decision. This is going to be a collective decision. These guys need to press first their position coach, Andre Patterson and Wink Martindale. They need to offer maybe something a little bit different than other players on the team. But we know that they like Joe Shane has said this big bodies who can jolt offensive players. And that's what Jordan Riley is. And you can make the argument that a lot of these players are that. But I want to transition this conversation a little bit to the edge room. We talked about that last week. We brought up how Jihad Ward is somebody who will play inside at times. He is typically an edge, but he'll kick inside. I'm still figuring that that will happen. This is a positionless defense. I think some of these guys will align in positions that you might typically not associate with them. I think Ellerson Smith, though, and Haba Baldonado, those two, if they make the team, okay, it's not a given that they will. I think in passing packages, it gets interesting with those players because they have the length, they have the quickness. Baldonado has the strength. Smith, it's a little bit of a question mark, but Smith is much faster that they could possibly work into the interior defensive line rotation, third and six plus to create pressure, depending on the situation. If Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence are not on the football field, do you think that is a ridiculous statement to make? Or would you imagine that Wink Martindale would try it out specifically in preseason to see how it works? Oh, I I would almost be surprised if he didn't try it out in preseason. Like we have seen him do everything from like five down defensive lineman to one down defensive lineman with this, I should say, positionless defense where Wink loves to scheme pressure. He loves to give offenses unique and unpredictable looks with his personnel packages, with his alignments. So I think if he, if they can find a way to use Ellerson Smith's, uh, Ellerson Smith's, athleticism in different ways create athletic mismatches with interior linemen maybe even have him or Baldonado line up inside and then retreat into a coverage zone to Mm. create an overload blitz elsewhere yet 
all of those are possibilities that are available to Wink Martindale. And I assume he's at the, at the very least considering it. Now, I know Ed is working on his first roster pre- projection. It may even have dropped by the time this podcast comes out. I've already taken an early look at it. And defensive line and elsewhere, there are a lot of there are not a lot of open roster spots to go yeah. around. It's going to be a very fierce numbers game really across this defensive roster. And I think at most we might have three, maybe four flex spots where guys are going to get jumbled around and we might only have one open spot on this defensive line. Maybe two if they can get somebody who can play both edge and down defensive line or depending on what Wink wants to do this year. If he wants to change anything up, maybe he wants to run a little bit more 4-3 than he did a year ago. I We don't know. So I think the the interplay between the edge group and these guys in particular who could be tweeners, and I do not mean that as a pejorative, guys with versatile skill sets, we'll say, and that could be a could be the determining factor into who among these fringe players actually makes the roster. And we know that Wink Martindale last year used Jihad Ward in the A-gap, dropped him into middle hook coverage on certain simulated pressures. He did the same thing with O'Shane Zimenez on the edge, and I would expect to see Ellerson Smith factor into that equation just because of his elite athletic ability. But Chris, do you have anything else that you want to add about the Giants interior defensive line room? The one thing I do want to add, and this really does go right back to the top of the podcast with the depth the Giants have added. Ashawn Robinson, Nacho, uh, these guys are not going to replace Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, but they will take snaps off of them. Hopefully they should anyway. And I think that could be really vital to the play of the defense as a whole, just letting those guys get catch their breath and not get run down over the course of a game and over the course of the season as a whole, because I don't think it's a stretch to say that they are two of the most important defenders the Giants have. You know, this whole defense, the defensive front in particular, looks very different if Leonard Williams and or Dexter Lawrence are not on the field. You know, the Giants could survive an injury to Ashawn Robinson or Nacho. You know, they could survive an injury at the linebacker position or even losing one of their starting corners. Like we've seen this before, but if Dexter Lawrence goes down for an extended period, or if Leonard Williams goes down for an extended period, things start to get a little hairy for the defense and not in a good way. And let's not forget that the giants are in base personnel, at least last year, a little bit more than 30% of the time, give or take. Okay. So one of those interior defensive linemen are going to be out there because the Giants' base package is three down interior defensive linemen tight front with the two edges outside, creating a five-man front. I'm imagining it's probably going to be Sean Robinson and then Leonard 
and then decks. But the Giants also are in nickel, dime, dollar, a bunch of different sub packages where you only need two interior defensive linemen out there. And if everything is perfect, those two would be Leo and Dex. But still, in base personnel, early downs, you're going to see a lot of Sean Robinson or Nacho, depending on who wins that job. But Chris, anything else, bro? No, I think that's about it. I'm looking forward to the Giants training camp and the camp battles to really see how this defensive line group starts to take shape and just what it can tell us about Wink's plans for the season. Like I said, the Giants have a lot of big, powerful defensive linemen, not a lot of natural pass rushers outside of Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this all takes shape. The fact that they have two is also awesome because not a lot of NFL teams even have one really good interior defensive lineman who could rush the passer. But thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please, if you have not done so already, can you like, subscribe, comment on our podcast on iTunes or Spotify? That would be excellent. And also head on over to BigBlueView.com to see all of our written content. Thank you, everyone, and have a lovely day.